0: Scary Mysteries, Twisted 2's, Damon and Devin Routier, and Michael Silka. Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted 2's dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. This week, we focus on a heinous and horrific crime, as well as the killing spree committed by a wandering mountain man. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted 2's. Number 1 – Damon and Devin Routier On June 6, 1996, 911 received a frantic call from the Routier home in Rollett, Texas. Darlie Routier told the operator she woke up with an intruder inside her home and that they had stabbed her two sons, Devin and Damon, before attacking her. Police were on the scene within three minutes of the call. After securing the home, they tended to the victims. Six-year-old Devin had suffered a major stab wound that went through his torso, and he was pronounced dead on the scene. Meanwhile, Damon, who was five, was still gasping for breath, and paramedics did their best to help the boy, but he also soon died from the stab wound to his back. As for Dar she had superficial wounds on her arms and a slash across her throat that was just millimeters away from hitting her carotid artery. Darlie recounted how she had fallen asleep in the living room with her two boys. Her husband Darren and their seven-month-old son Drake were asleep in the upstairs bedroom and they were left unharmed. She said she woke up to a man standing over and attacking her. She screamed for Darren and the intruder was scared off and fled the home, dropping the knife along the way in the kitchen. Darren found the bloodbath and immediately administered CPR to Devin, but it was too late. When police began investigating, they found some inconsistencies with Darley's story of the intruder. One key piece of evidence was the T-shaped cut on the screen patio window. According to investigators, a bread knife was used to cut the screen, and the knife had come from the block found in the family's kitchen. This knife had a PVC rubber coating and fiberglass construction consistent with those found on the screen window. The knife block also held the butcher's knife, used in the attack itself. Investigators also noted Darlee had blood on her nightgown, the one she was wearing on the night of the murder. While this may not seem to be significant initially, they discovered it on the back and left side of the gown, smeared which meant at some point she was holding the murder weapon as it brushed against her clothing. Her story of being cut and attacked while on the couch also proved to be questionable, according to investigators, because there was no blood found anywhere on the couch. Darlie was also a light sleeper, so police found it unusual that she would not notice that her two boys were being attacked, one of which was lying on the same couch as herself and the other being close by on the floor. Several leads were pursued, but it all led back to the fact that there didn't seem to be an intruder of any kind at all and that whoever did the attack was already inside the house. Even more damning was the silly string video. Apparently, during the funeral, the family held a memorial service for the two boys and also celebrated what would have been Devin's seventh birthday. Although the initial part of the ceremony was solemn, The latter half showed Darlee smiling happily and using silly string during her own son's burial. This led to more questions, as it didn't look like the appropriate way for a grieving mother to act. Several days later, Darlee was arrested and charged with the murder of her young sons. On February 4, 1997, after the trial, Darlee was sentenced to die by lethal injection. But there are those who strongly support and assert that she is innocent and that includes her own family and even her now ex-husband darren the defense has also been arguing for a new trial based on problems with the evidence and the mishandling of it they argue that some evidence points to the presence of a third person in the room supporting darlie's story of an intruder apparently a bloody sock was found 75 yards away in an alley at the back of the routier home they point that it would have been impossible for her to run outside, throw the sock, go back in, cut the screen, and replace the bread knife, then stab herself within the timing of all the events. Moreover, Darren had sworn on a signed affidavit that he tried to pull off an insurance scam where he arranged for an attempted robbery in the house, but he says the plan was for it to be done when no one was home. He also had a life insurance policy on Darlie to the tune of $250,000. $250,000. Images of her wounds were never shown to the jury, but the silly string video was shown plenty of times, which may have influenced the conviction. Worse still, when lawyer Stephen Cooper took over the case, he realized that the court reporter had over 30,000 mistakes in the trial transcript. Without the right transcript, it was near impossible for him to build an appeal, so he applied for a new hearing, but that was denied. Apparently, within the silly string video, the jury was never shown the two hour memorial service showing the family, including Darlie, grieving over her sons. For many, the case of Devin and Damon Routier is closed. However, there are those who believe the police arrested the wrong person and that Darlie is sitting on death row under a wrongful conviction. Number two, Michael Silka. Manly Hot Springs in Alaska was a quiet, small town boasting 80 residents in 1984. But in May of that year, a drifter by the name of Michael Silka passed through and did something that nobody there will ever forget. As a young boy, Michael loved the outdoors. He was fascinated with guns and had a long history of run-ins with the law. By high school, he and his brother ran away from home and lived in the woods only returning after they had depleted their supplies. Michael later joined the US military on the advice of a neighbor, but by 1981 he was discharged due to an assault and discharging his weapon within the barracks. During his military training, he was rated as an expert marksman with a grenade launcher and M16 rifle. After leaving the army, he worked odd jobs here and there, but also accrued more law enforcement problems. At one point, he spent four days in jail for resisting arrest. During his infractions, he had shown up in court multiple times, but on December 20th, he skipped bond and fled to Alaska. He wandered around from place to place, and in April of 84, Michael was seen in Fairbanks. He was questioned by police about blood and a snow-covered mound, but he explained that it was from a moose he had killed. On April 28th, Michael's acquaintance, Roger Culp, was reported missing. Witnesses said that they saw Culp with Michael, and then they heard gunshots shortly after but had failed to report it to police right away. When the authorities returned to question Michael, he was now gone, and they found the blood they had investigated wasn't from a moose at all, but a human. By May 14th, Michael had driven to Manly Hot Springs with his camping gear and settled close to a boat landing near the Tanana River. He told the villagers there that he was a mountain man and planned to settle there, but three days later, around 3 p.m., six people who had gone to the landing had mysteriously disappeared. The following day, one resident gave the troopers Michael's plate numbers, and they found out that he was wanted for questioning in the disappearance of Roger Culp. Several helicopters, planes, along with Alaska State Troopers' emergency reaction team were sent out to the area on a manhunt. When they got to the boat landing, they noticed blood along with several used bullet casings. The search for Silka was now underway, and he was eventually found 25 miles upstream, close to his canoe and a motorized boat that had been owned by one of the victims. Authorities offered him a chance to surrender, but he instead opened fire. He shot a rifle at a helicopter and killed Trooper Troy Duncan with a clean shot to the head. Another trooper in the helicopter was injured in the face as well, but luckily he survived. One of the other officers managed to return fire, striking Silka five times and killing him. Those who witnessed the firefight said it looked like something out of a war movie. It wasn't until June of that year when four of the missing residents were found in different parts of the Tanana River. Unfortunately, the other bodies of those missing have never been discovered. To this day, No one knows what triggered the killings or the motives behind Michael Silka's murderous rampage. So there were two of the most terrifying and murderous stories around. The world can be a crazy place, and Twisted Twos is always sure to show you why. If you enjoyed this video, then please remember to subscribe and check out some of our other videos we know you'll love. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon.